0: If you go into the woods today, you're in for a big surprise. And it's definitely not a teddy bear picnic. In episode 12 of Prelude to a Scream, Silent screams bounce around my head like an impending storm brewing into a force that will escape in a wild dance of chaos and be lost forever if I don't stop to write them down. Welcome to episode 12 of Prelude to a Scream, podcast fiction by Mark Leslie. I'm Mark Leslie, and this is episode 12. Suppose I just said that, didn't I? This is going to be a short one, both the story and the podcast, and it's featuring The Shadow Man by Mark Leslie. So without further ado, here's The Shadow Man. I'll never forget the night that changed my life forever. It happened in the woods when I was ten years old. It was dark. The air was crispy and chilly. Curious little sounds cut through the night, small animals rustling in the nearby bushes, the haunting call of a loon on the lake, leaves rustling in the trees. And the air was charged with the smell of the still burning embers of a recently doused campfire. It was a night, in fact, not all that different than tonight. I was sleeping in a four man tent with my parents and younger brother, and woke up with an overwhelming urge to pee. I crawled out of my sleeping bag, careful not to wake anyone else, slipped outside the tent, and headed down the moonlit path to where I remembered the outhouse was. Before I took more than a dozen steps, I heard a noise behind me, the crack of a branch breaking underfoot. With my hair standing on edge, I managed not to let out a yelp as I turned. There on the path, not three steps behind me, stood my little brother, a look on his cute button-nosed face like I just caught him sneaking a treat from the cookie jar. "'Jimmy!' I whispered. "'What are you doing?' He stood with his right leg partially crossed over the left. "'Need to pee,' he said, shifting his weight from foot to foot. "'Geez, Jimmy, if you had to go that bad, why'd you wait so long?' "'Because,' he said, his six-year-old eyes wide and bright in the reflected moonlight. "'The Shadow Man might get me!' I felt a shiver run down my spine, despite the fact that I knew the Shadow Man— something my father had conjured up that evening around the campfire. They were the boogeymen of the New Hampshire wilderness that hid behind trees and lurked in the shadows. Their sole purpose was to trick little boys down the wrong path in the woods, deeper into the forest and far from the safety of their parents. Even at ten, I knew my father told the story to us for fun and perhaps partially to keep us from wandering far away from them. But when Jimmy said that, I felt a chill. The shadow men aren't real, Jimmy. Are, too! Listen! At just that moment, the haunting call of a loon echoed through the forest, delivering a deep shiver up the base of my spine. That's just a loon, I said, but the chill wouldn't go away. No, listen, Charlie, it's a little boy, one that the shadow men tricked. He's warning us! Frustrated with my brother, and... Okay, a little frightened, I just wanted it to end. I didn't want to hear any more, so I thought I'd throw a good scare into him. I turned and ran down the path. Jimmy, I called out behind you, The shadow man are behind you. He let out a cry, Wait, able to see the path clearly in the moonlight. I ran fast, took a sharp turn, and ducked down behind a load bush. Jimmy ran past me, still calling ahead of the trail for me to stop, panic rising in his voice as he seemed to think I'd already gotten really far ahead of him. I had to put my hands on my mouth to suppress a laugh, but I stayed silent that way, listening to the padding of his footfalls on the packed dirt path and his calls for me to wait for him receding into the distance. His last cry was drowned out by the shrill call of a loon in the distance, and I never saw him again but I hear him all the time. Now, every time I'm out in the wilderness, out camping, I can hear my brother's voice. Somewhere, masked within that sad, mournful, unearthly, half-laughing, half-wailing cry of a loon, I can hear my little brother warning me that the shadow men are near. Just listen for it, and tell me what you hear. Well, that was The Shadow Men by Mark Leslie. It first appeared in late 2008, early 2009 in the anthology Northern Haunts, 100 Terrifying New England Tales, published by Shroud Publishing and edited by Tim Deal. The anthology, which is available in trade paperback and hardcover, was meant to be a perfect. Campfire companion, the idea was short stories that the person who owns the book could use and just read uh, around a campfire to try and inspire fear in in the people listening. One of my f- favorite activities. Have some fond fond memories of listening to campfire tales. Actually, uh, used to work at um, Fox Lake Lodge in Northern Ontario. Um, And Laurie Blake, uh, who was my neighbor uh, and owner of the lodge at the time, was one of the greatest oral storytellers that I've ever known. And uh, one of the things, we used to work really, really hard. Uh, A day working at the lodge was like two days working somewhere else. We worked really, really hard. uh, But the benefits we reaped uh, around the dinner table uh, when we were done working for the day or uh, in the evening when we sat around a campfire and got to listen to Laurie tell a tale. It uh, was just phenomenal and, and well worth uh, the hard work that we did. Now, among my memories of working at Fox Lake Lodge... um. John Ellis and J.P. Kouvret and I uh, spent a lot of time uh, working uh, together. We used to stay in the same cabin together and would spend weekends, March break, things like that, um, working at the lodge. And um, we had a grand old time because, of course, after it was time to go to bed, we would sit around in our cabin and tell stories, tell ghost stories, and and J.P. and I happened to uh, bunk together in the same room and so even after the lights went off and it was time to go to sleep uh we would we would chat in the dark for hours and uh jp was also uh, a great storyteller um he told some incredible tales among them some scary tales and i'll never forget the one night he told me the tale of old crooked neck uh it's an old indian legend he'd said and old crooked neck was a was a um an Indian chief who had been uh, hung by some of his um, enemies in the woods. And and uh, when you hear the call of a loon at night, it was really old crooked neck saying he was going to come and get his revenge on the closest person. And, uh, of course, after J.P. told me the story, I laid awake the entire night, um, terrified, out of my skin, every time I heard a loon call. So, um, in an ode to J.P., i uh... resurrected the uh... the concept that he uh... that he gave me in a story um, and the story um, was actually written many 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 years ago and it was called erratic cycles and in that tale there's a back story about um, what uh... what the main character had known of uh, through his childhood as the bush people and it was a story told to him by his father but that little scene in Erratic Cycles was something that I wanted to explore deeper. So when I saw that Shroud Publishing was putting together an anthology of tales meant to be told around the campfire, I thought it would be worthwhile to take the um, the the basis of of that backstory, uh, where there's a young boy hearing a loon calling in the middle of the night and lost in the woods and terrified and turn it into something that could be told as a first-person story around a campfire. And uh, so in the matter of a few hours where I basically tossed and turned the concept over my head, I changed the Bush people to The Shadow Men and uh, and wrote it uh, in, in that vein. It was accepted for publication. It came out, and I'm quite pleased. And yet again, my buddy... JP Cuverett who unfortunately is no longer with us. Uh, JP lost a long and courageous fight with cancer um several months ago. Um but even though he's no longer with us, um he there's so many ways in which he has uh, impacted my life and 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 just through one incident of of uh of memories with JP, I've got two great stories and I owe him uh, an incredible amount for that. And uh and I know JP uh went on to become a teacher and definitely affected a lot of young people by inspiring them and giving them the same sort of fruits uh of knowledge and wisdom and and just the just that I guess that special sense of passion that that he dealt uh, uh, that he dealt to every moment, uh, and I know he gave that to uh, everyone that he encountered. Uh, so J.P., this one's for you, buddy. I know you're up there in heaven, and I know you've got the best fishing hole out there, and I can't wait to join you one day, buddy. So this concludes episode 12 of Prelude to a Scream. I'm Mark Leslie. I'd love to get some feedback from you. You can email me mark at marklesley. This podcast is available on prelude to a scream dot blogspot dot com. You can check me out at marklesley.blogspot.com. Thanks so much for listening. Have a wonderful day and just be careful out there. When you're out in the woods all alone at night, and you hear that haunting call of a loon. You just can't be sure what it really is. You've been listening to Prelude to a Scream, podcast fiction by Mark Leslie. This podcast has been released under a Creative Commons 2.0 non-commercial, no derivatives license, which basically means feel free to copy it as many times as you want and give it to as many thousands of people you can music has been provided by kevin mcleod of incompetech.com thanks for listening